Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Nuck If You Buck. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's, NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoopheads, as always. Today, I'm coming at you solo, but we do, unfortunately, have a winless week without Giannis to cover, including two blown leads late and a battle without any of our starters against the Hornets on Friday, our most recent contest as of recording on Sunday afternoon before the Bucks face the magic and hopefully a bounce back uh, victory, but we will cover that uh, during next week's episode along with the uh, several games to follow that one. Before, before we get into any of the game talk, I wanted to uh, touch on some of the talking points that were mentioned in last week's episode. Naturally, I was reacting um pretty much live to the Drew Holiday uh, maximum contract extension. Um, so there have been some new developments, but luckily nothing luckily nothing too drastic from what I've already uh, touched on before. And if anything, all of it is to the benefit of the Milwaukee Bucks. First and foremost, I wanted to share the exciting news that uh, Drew Holiday, shortly after Uh, Last week's episode was named the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, averaging 26.8 points, 8.5 assists, 5.8 rebounds, and 2.5 steals in that week prior to that contract extension. Uh, This past week, uh, however, only playing in two of those of the past three games, uh, didn't quite put up those same averages without Giannis in any of these ones, uh, but still... uh, very respectable 21 4 and 4 just about as much as we could we could ask from uh the guy we have for the long haul here um however uh more importantly for our long-term future i wanted to share a little bit more of the details that i knew would come out on this extension 
originally advertised as a four-year, $160 million contract, or rather up to $160 million. Um, however, in guaranteed salaries without, uh, without any of the incentives, or at least without any of the unlikely incentives, Drew's uh, average ever average annual salary over the next uh, four seasons following this one will be uh, just around uh, $33,749,333 uh, $33, to be exact. Um, so that $160 million mark is really brought down to uh, $134 when considering uh, – when considering what's guaranteed, uh, Andrew's actual likely incentives. Looking back at uh, spot track here, the real MVP. Um, year by year, it looks like a significant amount of Drew's incentives are are actually unlikely. If I'm analyzing this, uh, these long acronyms that spot track uh, uses, it says. Uh, LTBE, I'm assuming that means likely to be exercised or something to that degree, is only around a million dollars throughout uh, the next four years, whereas uh, ULTBE, unlikely to be exercised, perhaps is around five million. So, uh, so yeah, five million a year annually is uh, considered unlikely to occur, and as of now, uh, does not uh, affect any of our books or our salary cap projections. So maybe that benefits those who has a little bit of pause uh, with uh, Drew's quote-unquote overpay. But those analysts that I that I respect and bring a lot of their insight uh, to this show uh, kind of shared similar sentiments to me that, that um, obviously Milwaukee had to do this and... Um, you know, not that, let me try and think here. Well, all I was going to say was that it's not always, um, that it's not always the best business to to just continue on uh, with a signing just because of, of, uh, of a move you made in the past. I feel like people have talked about how that is, is an issue that can harm teams, just exacerbating an issue, but... Um, no, never mind that brief thought of mine as uh, obviously Drew was most recently the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. So uh, no matter uh, which way you slice it, even if Drew does get those unlikely bonuses, which may have something to do with the championship, um, still not a move that the Bucks are likely to regret. Um, one other tidbit I would like to share uh, before discussing the games was... Um, Darvin Ham's candidacy for the uh, head coaching position at his alma mater, Texas uh, Tech. Uh, per uh, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, Ham discussed the opening with Texas Tech uh, this past week as expected, um, but plans to stay in the NBA and continue progressing towards uh, a head coaching job here in the league. And... Um, Woj also says that Ham's made a strong impression on teams throughout this last interview cycle. Uh, naturally, as we continue and continue to see uh, Darvin brought up here more and more in uh, 
in a head coaching vacancies. Woj also goes on to just outline the fact that uh, as Bud is a part of Pop's coaching tree, um, Pop's coaching tree is so large that it has uh, branches on branches of its own in Bud where uh, guys like Quinn Snyder, Kenny Atkinson, and now Taylor Jenkins have all have all become head coaches uh, after uh, working underneath Bud. Uh, either in Atlanta or Milwaukee. So hopefully that bodes well for Darwin as much as we want him to to stick around as long as possible. So we'll keep monitoring that, uh, but obviously there may not be another update on that situation until the offseason when coaches are more often uh, signed uh, despite uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota Timberwolves and Chris Finch this year. So without further ado, I'm going to get into some of the game talk for this week. Um, like like I said, unfortunately, a winless one. Uh, some competitive battles to start out with um, when we still had the majority of our starters in, but unfortunately, those leads were also blown. Uh, so I'll just start from the top here. Uh, Buck starters uh, without Giannis. The first battle of the week against the Warriors uh, were Drew, Dante, Chris, Big Bob, Portis filling in for Giannis, and then Brooke Lopez facing up against the Warriors. Uh, Stephen Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, Draymond Green, and James Wiseman. Uh, Warriors were really uh, pretty sl- pretty sloppy with the ball, uh, especially early in this one. Dante... Dante had two steals and Chris had one in the very early goings of this one. Uh, however, uh, the Warriors started out uh, with an 18-5 lead against the Bucks, leading to two early bud timeouts. Um, but then but then the, the Bucks would answer with a 10-0 run of their own following Bud's second timeout including a tough mid-range bank shot from Drew Holiday and a three uh, late to to close out uh, the first quarter against the Warriors. Also, a little bit of Axel Tupane action in this one uh, before all of our starters left, uh, which is worth mentioning to see some of our some of our young guys get in there as hopefully they can we can head on at least one of these guys as as a potential building block in the future or at least a potential rotation piece. After one, the Warriors were up 28 to 26 against the Bucks. Drew Holiday with 11 points, rebound, and three assists to Steph's nine points, two rebounds, two assists. Uh, and then second quarter, we we get to see two the nasty slams and uh, just overall the bench unit showing a lot of grit and keeping the Bucks um, in it in the first half. Uh, also of note was James Wiseman, as we don't get quite as many looks of him if. If you're uh, silly watching Bucks games, um, he he really does look like a unicorn out there running the floor, uh, especially quick for a big and and able to re- reach over uh, uh, Bucks defenders uh, with ease and grabbing boards over them, especially when we go small and are uh, without Giannis and PJ Tucker, um, but. Uh, despite the Warriors' efforts, uh, Chris was also uh, hitting a few uh, 
quite difficult shots as he does uh, later on in the second quarter as the Bucks were still down only by three at halftime, 50 to 53. Uh, Wiseman with 11 points and 10 rebounds, already double-double at half to Chris's 12 points and three assists. Um, then, unfortunately, there, um, our our uh, Eastern Conference Player of the Week, Drew Holiday, was uh, similar to the Warriors, a little sloppy himself uh, in the third quarter with a couple uh, turnovers just by himself, but everyone else seemed to be... Uh, carrying their load in Giannis's absence. Uh, Brooke also had a couple finishes off off drives. Um, just a n- more supporting evidence here, as I always do come to the defense of Brooke whenever Bucks fans tend to go, go for his throat, that um, even though he's not always active in a fully healthy lineup when he isn't needed as much, especially on the, the offensive end, he's definitely shown that he can step up when we truly need it on offense like he did in the playoffs uh, last year and as he showed this week without Giannis. Uh, Thanasis also um, was uh, aggressive all throughout this week, showing that he's more and more comfortable on the court. He is sent to the line twice in the third quarter. Um, and then later on in the third, uh, Chris would continue uh, cooking and had 12 points alone in the third quarter. Uh, but that was also matched by Stephen Curry heating up and hitting a couple off the dribble threes, uh, as to be expected. It's also a couple BS calls, um, one including a Thanasis beyond the three point arc, in which I know I know it's uh, I know it's said often, and there isn't always truth to it. But it really looked like Thanasis did not touch. Uh, three-point shooter on his contest when he was called and then it wasn't soon afterward drew holiday was called for an offensive foul just uh driving past the opposition and again really looked like he just he just got a quick first step on him and didn't uh didn't even touch him uh but yeah a couple calls not going the bucks way uh but they're still still not much of an excuse as uh um Drew Holiday hit a three-pointer and uh, converted an and-one late in the third quarter uh, just before Stephen Curry would close it out with a three over Drew uh, after three quarters. The Bucks would take the lead 89-83 to 83 behind Chris and Drew. Chris would already have 27 points, a rebound, and four assists, whereas Steph Curry doing Steph Curry things already with 30 points, uh, 30 points, uh, five assists, and three rebounds. Jeff Teague uh, continues to prove doubters wrong here. I know he wasn't advertised as the best throughout these past uh, couple seasons, especially with the Celtics this year and then uh, previously uh, with the Hawks and Wolves, but he had uh, 15 off the bench um, for the Bucks in this one showing that he's definitely a reliable uh, backup point guard for us, filling in nicely for for DJ Augustine. Doesn't do quite all the same things, isn't as much of a, of a threat in the pick and roll, but I, I think he's he's been uh, putting at least a little more pressure on the basket than, than DJ did, um, even if he isn't quite 
quite as well known as a shooter compared to DJ and uh, no, might not move the ball as quickly as DJ. Uh, he's able to, to contribute in other ways. Um, there is also Draymond Green highlight play here, which, uh, you know, to the chagrin of Bucks fans, it is it is always fun to, to watch uh, Draymond uh, operate even on offense as uh, enigmatic as he is, as as uh, operating at the top of the key. He, he faked a handoff looking like he rips it away from uh, Milwaukee's own Jordan Poole uh, before finding a... James uh, Wiseman on the lob after the fake. And then real late in this one, um, how it went down with the Bucks uh, blowing the lead here was there were um, back-to-back threes by both Drew and Oubre as it was still close. Uh, but then uh, Chris would turn it over off of a bad lob to Brooke Lopez. Um, seeing a lot more of, of that, probably already touched on it, but, you know, as... As energizing as a as a lob is, um, it it can be quite risky, especially when we when we don't have Giannis out there to throw it up to. Brooks a big body himself, but a little more groundbound, and and you know sometimes it doesn't seem like it's worth the risk to try try and pull off a highlight play late in this one, especially when Stephen Curry responds with a three, and then uh, and then Wiggins would also um, just drive down the lane lane for a jam before um, Steph would knock down another shot this time on a mid-range pull-up. Later on, Brooke was whistled for goaltending, but since it was so late here, um, the refs were able to uh, review it. Um, I believe the broadcast was saying that that Calling it a goal time was actually a safe call because since they blew the whistle, they could go back and and review this one and show that that Brooke did indeed uh, block the Warriors' shot right at uh, right at the apex there. And Drew Holiday would also get an offensive rebound and put it back um, as the Warriors were fighting for it, uh, kind of foreshadowing. Uh, reverse roles for the Bucks in a, in a, in a later contest here. Um, and then uh, down uh, just one point here, 121 to 122. Um, the Bucks would have the last shot um, on their, on their side of the court. Uh, but it was pretty much the worst case scenario for what you could expect as far as execution for the last play of the game. Uh, Chris tries to in, inbound it into Drew, but he leads he leads Drew on the pass a little too far. It's a loose ball, bit of a scramble. Bucks recover it, but they give up at least a couple seconds there, and then uh, Chris has to uh, hoist hoist it up, uh, or at least attempt to, um, until Wiggins uh, stu- stuffs him on the shot in the potential game winning three. And the Warriors take it home here, um, 121 to 122. Drew Holiday with uh, 29 points, um, 29 points, uh, three assists, and five rebounds. Steph Curry with 41 points, uh, six assists, and four rebounds. As the Bucks, uh, Bucks fall. Uh, Fall by one in a heartbreaking 
battle here, but still more games to be played later on this week. Uh, as Bucks fans remained hopeful for uh, for a different outcome, uh, unfortunately in vain. However, as uh, mentioned previously, we blew another lead against the Dallas Mavericks without Giannis. Uh, however, however, uh, it was definitely not uh, not quite as competitive uh, later on. The Mavericks' late run um, to bury the Bucks uh, would end in a 15-point deficit. Uh, as the clock strikes zero um, behind Luca's near triple double, Bucks had the same starters as previously uh, mentioned against the Mavericks uh, facing up against the Mavs. Uh, Luca, Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, and uh, Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Of course, with uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and uh, Jalen Brunson coming off the bench, uh, two of the league's top contributors uh, coming uh, coming off the sideline. There, Brookwood uh, started started out with a slam and shooting uh, three or four uh, from the field for six points to lead the Bucks again, showing up on the offensive end when needed most. And then Bobby Portis as well, filling in uh, directly for for Giannis. Um, would have uh, seven points and four rebounds himself in seven minutes um, after uh, after punching home the dunk from a Drew Holiday wraparound to give the Bucks the slight two point advantage, thirty one to twenty nine after the first quarter. Dante would hit a three four, and uh, that would be his third make off of four attempts uh, from beyond the three-point line to force a Rick Carlisle uh, timeout with the game tied at 42. Uh, Drew continued to be aggressive, uh, getting to the cup and uh, contributing in a variety of ways, filling up the box score with 9-3-3 three, and three, just in 15 minutes of action in the first half. I thought the Bucks were doing pretty well, rotating and limiting a team that's, of course, littered in uh, three-point shooters in the Dallas Mavericks. Of course, uh, the uh, best offensive rating of all time last season. I'm sure that's already uh, been supplanted after this season, as it naturally does with the with the game shifting. However. Uh, Halftime, Bucks still held held on to a lead, just one point here, 56 to 55. Uh, at half, Book, both Brooke Lopez and Kristaps Porzingis led the way with 13 points. Probably the first time this season Brooke has led us in scoring after the first half. But uh, fortunately, we get to see more of Luka in the second half. Uh, he'd hit a couple <laughs> deep step-back threes with... Uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis blowing by um, the Bucks defense for the jam. Uh, in between those two, Luca step back uh, threes. Second one was Luca taking advantage of Brooke Lopez on the perimeter, but Brooke would res- respond with a three of his own. Um, and then, of course, uh, as mentioned before, Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench would uh, pack a punch, uh, finishing a drive in a corner three in quick succession. Um, but uh, Bobby himself would respond similarly with an and one um, and a three-point 
made for himself. Um, and then to close the thir- third quarter, Dante DiVincenzo w- would knock down uh, yet another three for a slight four-point cushion, cushion heading into the fourth for the Bucks. Um, Big Bob with uh, 18 points, nine rebounds, and two assists to Lucas. 21 points, five rebounds, five assists. And then, uh, as I alluded to before, when uh, the Bucks were on the receiving end of uh, a couple opponents uh, fumbling a rebound and getting getting a putback. Here, Dante and Pat would be fighting for the rebound, uh, but then end up giving it up to Porzingis for the flush. And then Chris Middleton would would uh, would uh, fire back, hitting a floating uh, banker in the fourth quarter. Then he would try to end Dorian Finney-Smith on a rare uh, Chris Middleton dunk attempt in traffic. Uh, originally, uh, Finney-Smith was whistled... Uh, on the foul, uh, but the Mavericks challenged successful, successfully. It was about as clean uh, a block as you could imagine from Finney Smith. So shout out to him. Fortunately, what buried the Bucks though was the eighteen to four Mavs run from the seven and a half minute mark to two and a, to two and a half minutes remaining uh, in this game for the Bucks. And around that point is when we got to see more Diakite and two pain. Uh, action of course oftentimes late meaning that the game is out of hands and uh, Bucks would end up of course falling 101 to 116 to the Mavericks Dante DiVincenzo with 22 points six rebounds couple assists to Luca's um, 27 9 and 9 uh, of course on the triple double watch there but at least we didn't uh, lend that to him throughout the 17 to 36 uh, fourth quarter uh, victory for the Mavs Bucks uh, shot only 38% from the field and were actually out rebounded which doesn't happen quite often of course more likely without Giannis but still a, a narrow margin despite being out rebounded uh, by the Mavericks uh, 52 total rebounds to 56 against the Mavs, and uh, they also had uh, 15 offensive rebounds to our 14. Uh, especially shocking to see us be, be, uh, be out re- um, to be out offensive rebounded, per se. Uh, it felt like <laughs> all throughout this game, it, it felt like the, the Mavs were, were leading us by five offensive rebounds, but but alas, it was a lot closer of a margin uh, than I had imagined. And those were, um, I would say, you know, the two most hopeful games of the week as we had uh, four out of our starters, at least in this one. That wasn't the case uh, against the Hornets on a Friday in case they were, uh, in which case they were all missing. Uh, but before I get into a little bit more game action, I want to take a break here and share a word from our sponsors at Thrive Fantasy. That's right. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in your respective sport. Uh, for example, in my case, if you're, um, say you're 
particularly obsessive so much so much so to uh host a show and write articles in your valuable your oh so valuable free time uh but maybe you're a little casual in others for example uh me with the nfl i i basically only follow it on uh you know through the packers games that i admittedly don't watch every single sunday uh during the season only when uh time allows me to um and then also just from social media and friends i but i think even that along with fantasy football will would uh afford me the option to uh confidently pick five out of ten player props to build my lineup each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, naturally. You'll want to rack up the most points to win a share of the player prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $2.2 million since launching in 2018 and uh, even had $50,000 guaranteed for just one uh, late NFL uh, week this season and thousands more, of course, since returning uh, since the NBA returning. So to, to take advantage of this, you'll want to use the promo code Giannis. That's G-I-A-N-N-I-S when you sign up today and you'll receive us an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Fry, Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or you, or you may visit their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. <coughs> Excuse me, obligatory uh, sip of coffee there. Uh, before I get into the last game of the week, I wanted to take another break uh, to mention uh, a little bit of news that came also on Friday. I believe it, it would have been before this game action with in which our own beloved Chris Middleton uh, became a minority owner of the NBL's uh, Brisbane Bullets. That's right. Uh, minority owner of um, one of the Australian League's basketball teams. Uh, and I believe the majority owner here um, for this same squad was uh, former NBA player uh, Kevin Martin. So uh, this is really exciting uh, opportunity for Chris. Probably uh, another way for him to... Uh, probably get some return on his investment here hopefully and uh keep building his bank for uh when uh retirement um becomes an unfortunate reality for him we won't be thinking about that for many years to come um you know not until we see those those uh two twos raised together in the rafters of viser forum right next to a championship banner but yeah, uh, shout out Chris for this exciting uh, news, and I suppose uh, I suppose right here uh, Chris Middleton walks, so uh, Alex Rodriguez could uh, run as he was also announced to be um, purchasing the Minnesota Timberwolves along with some other potentially notable, famous millionaire billionaire. Um, yeah, that's not quite apples to apples to apples there, but. Cool for Chris, I guess, but no bucks implications. So I'm going to continue on uh, to our last game of the week here. Um, of course, 
as uh, Bucks fans knew they couldn't take this one too seriously with the absence of all of our starters. Uh, we couldn't help but get excited to see what kind of show uh, Thanasty would put on for us. And he sure did uh, perform. Uh, but more shocking was uh, was the Jordan Wara show also ensuing. And unfortunately, a loss, but a semi-close one at that. 119 to 127 against the Hornets with no starters available. Noir finished with a uh, career-high 24 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists to uh, Miles Bridges' uh, season-high 26 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists against the Milwaukee Bucks. And, of course, not to bury the lead, but perhaps the biggest storyline of this one was Zora Stevenson uh, being the first woman to... Uh, Call a regular season uh, Bucks game in the absence of Jim Patchkey. Um, but it was really exciting to hear Zora on the broadcast. She did an amazing job uh, keeping us keeping us all uh, updated, especially for those folks uh, listening on the radio. As I know, I've I've been forced to at times, um, and also being able to provide excellent analysis alongside. Uh, Jersey hanging in the rafters and Marcus Johnson. Um, yeah, and before that, I guess I just like to share another sentiment along those lines of of a history making night with Zora Stevenson. Uh, we've seen seen a lot more of this, thankfully. I think uh, we the NBA saw its first all women's broadcast. Um, forgive me, I don't I don't have their names listed, but I know this uh, occurred. Um, for an NBA team somewhere, two two women broadcasting together. So, um, and then also recently, um, an all women's uh, uh, officiating crew recently occurred. So, exciting news, uh, of course. But I think Lee Ellis, Lee Ellis of the No Dunks crew, uh, said it best. And uh, of course, of course, these are exciting stepping stones. But um, what we can hopefully really look forward to is, is a time when time when this is just the norm and we don't, uh, you know, this isn't necessarily a cause to, to celebrate. It's just, uh, just, just a part of society. So uh, shout out to Zora, but uh, Buck starters against the Hornets were Jeff Teague, Bryn Forbes, Jordan Nawara, the nasty and Bobby Portis um, to the Hornets. Uh, Terry Rozier, Devonte Graham, Miles Bridges, uh, Jalen McDaniels and P.J. Washington. Uh, we'd also see our first uh, Rodion's Kuruks action here as he was the uh, first sub off the bench uh, taking Thanasty's place. Speaking of which, um, these notes are going to be littered with Thanasty highlights. He, um, he starts it off with a putback jam after a Bobby Portis missed hook shot. And then my favorite play of the game was uh, Thanasty Hezzy leading to the gyro step uh, for the finish over a Hornets uh, defender. Uh, Part of that pronunciation, I do not support Americans saying gyro. It's not, it's not easy to learn that it's pronounced as a Y uh, when comparing to English, but I guess I just wanted to get a little punny. Moving on, Bryn Forbes uh, started out two for two from three. Uh, 
in the first quarter after going 0-4 in that loss uh, against the Mavericks. Uh, however, after one, the Hornets were leading 20, uh, 32-27 over the Bucks. Um, after uh, the Nasty had a steal and slam to close the first quarter, Bryn Forbes leading the way, though, with eight points to uh, Bridges' 10-2-2. Uh, we would get back-to-back uh, Bobby Portis offensive rebounds um, uh, before uh, a Cody Zeller tip-in um, as a result of poor Bucks transition defense that Marcus Johnson uh, touched on. Uh, not all... Uh, not all guys were making their their way back in transition, and he's saying you can't just assume that that they're gonna that they're gonna convert. Um, as uh, Zeller didn't hear, and that could could have possibly saved saved a bucket for the Bucks. Uh, in in this case, since it wasn't that uh, large of a, of a margin of victory for the Hornets, as I mentioned, um, you know, I, I could I could see the case also for that being part of the instruction to to remain. Um, you know, to to get your offense ready uh, on the other side, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Never mind that. I think uh, Marcus Johnson was clearly in the right here. Um, then there would also be back-to-back uh, corner threes from the Hornets leading to a bud timeout in the second quarter. The Hornets lead built all the way up to 15 uh, before uh, Jordan Nawara would respond uh, with a three to stop the bleeding uh, as our star for this game. However, at halftime, the Hornets led 66-55 over the Bucks. Bryn leading the way at half with 11 points to Miles Bridges' 17-2-2. Um, and then we would see early in the third quarter, Bud really laying into Bobby Porras for uh, a lack of help uh, in transition. I think uh, speaking of uh, coming to the defense, I believe Marcus Johnson also um, played a little devil's advocate for Portis there. Um, as uh, as uh, Portis was arguing that he was he was playing uh, playing a different role in. Uh, you know, in the help in this one. And uh, Marcus suggested that maybe uh, Bud would owe an apology after reviewing reviewing the film. But uh, but also Johnson mentioned that this was, was an example of of uh, of a uh, little, little bit little bit of a for lack of a better word, half half ass uh, uh, execution on the defensive end, um, lackluster closeout. Um not helping quick enough, etc. Um, and then in the third quarter, we'd see more of Jordan Wara, uh, but unfortunately, Terry Rozier as well, fing- filling it up for both of their respective squads. Um, Zora also mentioned in the broadcast that um, that um, the chemistry that we were seeing out there from the young guys, which uh, definitely checked out from what she was saying, uh, came from um, came from. From uh, the came from the group and these rotations with all of our starters out playing a lot of pickup together uh, after practice to make up for the lack of uh, playing time they get on the court uh, just to help the help the Bucks odds here a little bit in this one. Uh, however, Hornets managed to score over thirty points in each of the each of the three. Um, First three quarters of this battle, and the Bucks uh, never quite reached reached that point throughout the first three quarters themselves, leading to a 
<laughs> a uh, 19 point deficit going into the fourth, uh, 181 Hornets. Noara would tally 17 points and four rebounds to Brid to Miles Bridges' 23, 4, and 4. And uh, Bridges would continue to fill it up from behind the three-point line, hitting a mean step back uh, over Thanasis. But then uh, Nawara um, would uh, respond himself with an off-the-dribble three. Somehow it seems more comfortable hit- hitting a contested three in rhythm than a, than a spot-up at times. Uh, uh, so that's always, that's always some fun action to see. And um, I get that we were that we were down uh, by uh, by a comfortable margin here, but um, going into the fourth. But clearly, by the end of it, we were we were making some headway there. So I thought it was a little uh, questionable that that Thanasis, uh, you know, one of, clearly one of our best players still active here, uh, didn't return until four minutes remaining in the fourth, um, but. I don't think that's all too important as there's not much to take away uh, in this one. And uh, yeah, but before I closed out here, uh, Diakite would finish off a slam and transition from a Nawara steal and a two pain uh, feed. Uh, Nawara would finish on a drive in traffic before we get uh, Sam Merrill highlight package, a um, a dunk past Passed at least a defender or two, and then a three in uh, close succession there, and then an axle two paint a four point play um, to close it out for the Bucks. Uh, of course, the eight point uh, loss one nineteen one twenty seven against the Hornets. Um, career and season high season highs respectively for Noara and Bridges, um, and uh obviously that historical night like we had mentioned to Zora Stevenson so shout out Zora there so yeah uh, just to wrap up here basically i don't believe i'm missing anything in particular but i know there has to be uh some semblance of concern out there for Giannis now missing uh perhaps the longest stretch of games in his entire uh career should also be mentioned that uh, it hasn't really been quite that long, so that's probably more of a testament to how healthy historically Giannis has been. Um, but you know, despite despite the lack of uh, let's see, of lack of appearances, um, I don't really have any other strong implications for being too concerned about Giannis's um, about Giannis's health. Um, you know, there have been clips of him warming up out there. And, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, at the same time, though, uh, in that same vein, we've seen clips of him just landing awkwardly on his sore knee and clearly experiencing discomfort. But, um, yeah, I believe he was he was also day-to-day and experienced some soreness before putting up 47 against the Blazers. So if he's able to do that... Um, you know, and it's and it's the same injury here. You'd like to think that it's not all too serious, and this is just just the Bucks being uh, cautious here, especially with a back to back this week, and uh, closing out a long uh, Western Conference road trip. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't, I at the same time, I can't really blame anyone for being um, being slightly concerned, at least uh, for Giannis's health, but. 
it's really just more important that we have all these guys available in the playoffs. Uh, you know, we, we built a lot more of a, of a versatile roster to, to combat some more difficult defenses in the playoffs. When, when they have more of an opportunity to scout us, we have more options to go to now um, on both ends of the court. But, of course, if we don't keep our guys healthy, those options will uh, diminish. So as we've touched on, really, it's um, Bucks under this regular season a bit in a lose-lose scenario, not to, be, not to sound pessimistic, but we knew if they experienced the same success, we'd hear people saying that it doesn't matter, same thing's going to happen in the playoffs. And then, of course, if we don't succeed in the regular season as much uh, as in the past, uh, people are, are going to have some recency bias there and talk themselves into some concern. So we'll just wait for the playoffs. That's what's most important. And I don't think we're leaving anything out here, but at risk of that, I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.